What is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. This is episode 74 of my little recap show where I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows, give you the recap, give you the review, let you know what's going on in both of the companies, storylines, wrestling, matches, and all that great stuff. At the end, I give out my three stars of the week where I rate my three favorite matches of the week and a little bit of shoutouts generally. And if there's any major pay-per-views, I will also be reviewing those as well. So let's dive into this week's recap with Monday Night Raw. They were in Houston, Texas this week. And we're starting out with Logan Paul. He cuts a promo on his best buddy Ricochet and Texas because he's just shitting all over Texas. Logan flips when the crowd what's him. I, I got a good kick out of that. Ricochet arrives. He pumps up Texas. Paul crossing the line talking about Ricochet's fiance, who just happens to be the ring announcer. Paul claims that she will be saying his name in victory. This extremely upsets Ricochet. He loses his mind. He starts attacking Logan, but Paul clocks Ricochet with a big right hand, and Ricochet is out like a light. Entertaining opening segment right here. Good heat drawn from Logan Paul. Now you're adding in a girlfriend or fiance and stuff like that. You're crossing the line, Paul. That's crazy. Thumbs up right here. We got Gunther with Imperium backstage getting interviewed. Gunther promises McIntyre will lose at SummerSlam. A very bold statement right there, Gunther. We move on to Matt Riddle versus Ludwig Kaiser with Imperium. Riddle hits a nasty powerbomb and then a knee right to the face combo on Ludwig. Good lord. Ludwig answers back with a nice running kick and a package DDT to take out Matt Riddle. Wow. Uh, there was a little bit of help right there from Imperium, but Kaiser did a lot of this on his own. I thought he did great. Uh, hard-hitting, good good hard-hitting strikes in this one for sure. And I really like the chemistry between Riddle and uh, Kaiser. Kaiser, like I said, man, this guy is like, he's hitting his stride right now. In the ring, he's excellent. He's built like a Greek gog and... He's really good on the mic. 7 out of 10, good match. Now we got Logan Paul. He calls Ricochet a full-grown fetus backstage, and then he struts off. That just that caught me off guard, and it made me giggle. Thumbs up. Got a video package of Brock Lesnar and the Cody Rhodes rivalry using a very odd, slow song. Uh, I, didn't, I do not like this promo or this video package. I had to see it like... Three or four times this week, watching SummerSlam and then, you know, recaps and all that crap. Did not like this. We got Maxine Dupree with the Alpha Academy going up against Valhalla with the Viking Raiders. Maxine hits a funny-looking caterpillar. She she tried her best. Uh, Viking Raiders distract the referee. Chad moonsaults onto the Raiders, taking all them out. Maxine gets Valhalla on her shoulders, falls back for... A weird slam thingy, but she pins and gets the W right here. A decent debut match, I guess, for Dupree. You know, adding in more moves to her move set. The finisher was interesting. I've seen that move before. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, crowd was kind of into it, kind of into Maxine, but they're but they were the biggest pop of this match was for Otis when he ripped off his shirt. So I don't know. It it was fine. A quick, entertaining match, I guess. We got. Judgment Day, they cut a promo trash-talking about Sammy and Kevin Owens. The crowd boos Dom into a new dimension. This is still funny. I, I still laugh every time they boo the crap out of him. Rhea Ripley trash-talk is Raquel Rodriguez. Out she comes. They start a brawl with Mommy. 
Ripley attacks Raquel's injured knee, making it more injured. Oh, dear. We got Alpha Academy celebrating backstage, and then the yum is yucked by Gunther, who challenges Chad to a fight later on in the show. That should be fantastic. We got Shinsuke Nakamura versus Champa. Shinsuke rolls Champa up, grabs the tights for a sneaky victory right here. That finish was flat as hell, but the match was solid overall. I was enjoying it. And Bronson Reed was just watching backstage, being a good boy, not getting involved, ruining the match. So that was refreshing. We got Brock Lesnar, who does not want to be here tonight. Oh, man. Oh, man. You can see it painted all over his face. Just does not want to be here. But he's here. He cuts a promo. Crowd what's him into oblivion as my cat yells at me. Cody comes out to save the day. They, hand, they shake hands, eyes are stared into, and then all hell breaks loose. Brock beats down Cody Rhodes with the steel steps. It's a whole situation. And uh, I don't know, a, a decent little segment right here. I just couldn't get over the fact of how much Brock Lesnar did not want to be there. We move on. It is Chad Gable versus Gunther. We got a five-minute time limit for the champion to win this match. So he's feeling a little bit confident. Gunther is playing with his food, chopping down Gable throughout. Goes for a powerbomb. Chad counters that, runs down the clock, and he wins the match? No. Gunther won't have it. He makes the match continue on. Gunther hits a nasty German suplex. Chad answers with a German suplex of his own on the big man. Thumbs up for that. Gunther takes Chad's head off with a brutal big boot, lariat, and a powerbomb for the W. Gunther immediately gets on the mic, starts to talk shit to the crowd, and McIntyre, I love it. Thumbs up for that. Bless you, Gunther, for making that match a little bit longer. That was an absolute banger. Brutally stiff from both men. Awesome near falls. Gable, I mean, goddamn, outstanding all around. Love this guy. These two need to fight for the Intercontinental Championship, man. I, I, want, the, I want the belt on the line. I want another one of these matches. This was great. Eight at thing. We move on. It is Sammy and Seth. They're getting really hyper backstage. Pretty cute little segment right there. Becky Lynch fired up. She calls Stratus out to the ring for a fight. Trish and Zoe arrive. Stratus absolutely buries the Houston Astros, calling them cheaters. That's fucking hilarious. I don't even know baseball that much, but I know that the Houston Astros are cheaters. That's good. All right. Adam Pierce comes out making poor injured Trish fight right now. Match begins, Becky blasts Trish right in the injured nose. Zoe runs in, attacks Becky, ending the match. Becky gets overwhelmed and beaten up by Zoe Stocks and Trish Stratus. This is a good, I don't know, it's not, I mean, the match, there was no real match, but I like whatever this was, a segment, good stuff, thumbs up. And now it is time for the main event, Sami Zayn and Seth frickin' Rollins versus Dom Mysterio and Damian Priest with Rhea Ripley. We got a little brawl on the stage before the match begins. Finn Balor finally appears to interfere. Damien hits a razor's edge on Seth Rollins. Oh my god, I'm struggling. He looks at his briefcase. Finn slides it into the ring after a little bit of hesitation. Oh no. Finn kicks the briefcase into Priest's face. Haluva kick to Finn Balor. Stomp to Damien. Seth and Sammy pick up the victory. Solid, very solid standard tag team match right here. Really nothing special going on. Finn with the hesitation right there, though, may have cost Priest a championship. 
But honestly, I feel like it probably saved him from wasting the money in the bank contract. I don't think the, the damage was done. It was not the time to pull the trigger. So I think good job, Finn Balor. And that's the end of the show. I thought it was a well-done go-home Raw leading into SummerSlam, adding more heat, making the storylines a little bit more interesting going in. Got some good wrestling in there and some entertaining segments. A good episode of Raw this week. 7 out of 10. Let's go to NXT 2.0. We got the new NXT Tag Team Champions, Tony D and Sticks. They arrive in the parking lot only to immediately get jumped by an angry Gallus. Man, nothing good ever happens in that freaking parking lot. What is going on? We move on. It is JC Jane versus Lyra Valkyria. Little brawl on the ramp before the bell. Where have I heard that before? Jane hits a nice spine buster near fall right there. Lyra fights back with a spinning back kick. Splash off of the top rope for the victory. Nice quick tempo match right here. Nice striking from Lyra. Digging the chemistry with these two. Let's keep this one going. I mean, sadly, I don't think it worked out with JC Jane and Gigi Dolan, but there might be something here with Jane and Valkyria. So I, I'm into this. We got Trick and Carmelo. They're having a chat backstage. Trick finally getting tired of being seen as a sidekick. He wants to go after Dragunov. Melo respects the decision. Hell yeah, man. And that's it, man. Looks like Trick, the ball is finally in your court. We might be seeing him going off solo for a little bit, but it's not like Melo and Trick are going off in bad terms or anything. They're still buddies, so we'll see how it goes. We got Rhea Ripley and Dirty Dom making the double duty this week. Again, Raw and NXT appearances. They arrive talking trash to the crowd as they boo the ever-living bejesus out of Dom Mysterio. Dragon Lee has heard enough. Bad-mouthing, bad-mouthing of Rey Mysterio. He comes out defending Rey Mysterio's honor. Rey appears on screen hyping up Dragon Lee. And yeah, I don't know. This was a alright little segment. We got Carmelo and Wes... Lee having an intense moment backstage. In comes the metaphor, causing a bunch of ruckus. So, are, I don't know. Are they, they're kind of playing. Like Wesley's getting a little bit frustrated. Is is he? I can't see. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I could see that guy being a heel. But that kind of looks like they're playing with the idea that maybe we're moving into a Carmelo versus Wesley for the NXT Championship. That would be spectacular. Anyway, this was a pretty solid little segment. We move on to Baron Corbin being a mega dickweed to Thea Hale. Mr. Chase ain't having any of that shit. He defends his students. Good stuff back here. Good little segment. Thumbs up. We got Eddie Thorpe versus Dijak. Dijak blasts Eddie with a discus boot to the skull for a W. Another good stuff fight for Dijak. Eddie works really well with him, man. I mean, fast pace. I was digging this match. 7 out of 10. Also, what is going on with Underground? Is that dead already? Like, this would have been a great match for Underground or whatever, but I don't, was that a one and done? I don't know. I thought they were making it a thing. But anyway, uh, just throwing that out there. Dana Brooks tells Kalani Jordan she needs more aggression. Ruthless aggression? Oh, we, I don't know. We'll have to find out because that's all there was to this segment. We move on to Leon. Le, Leon? No, Leoin. Oh, fuck. What's your name? Leon? I don't know. You're Leon now and for Royce versus Lola Vice and Electra Lopez. Vice nails a lovely spinning back kick to pick up an impressive W. Poor Leon and for Royce. You'll win a match one of these days. I think they're way better than the role that they've been playing in NXT. Really solid performance for two developing tag teams right here. Short but sweet. I'd like these two teams to go at it again and, uh, I don't know, have a longer match maybe. 
Wesley and Carmelo going up against Noam Dar and Aura Mensa with the rest of the metaphor. Wes goes rogue, attacking the metaphor before the bell. That is just a trend that is going on. Mello is not impressed. Making things worse, Wes accidentally nails his own partner with a cardiac kick. Whoopsie daisy. Metaphor, capitalized, pick up a huge W right here. Really solid match. I mean, possibly setting up Lee versus Hayes. Uh, that would be sick. And again, I think they're teasing... Teasing a possible Wesley heel turn, maybe Carmelo Hayes goes back to heel. I, I kind of prefer Melo as a heel, but interesting. We'll see where that goes. Axiom angry at Dom and Rhea backstage, uh, disrespecting Rey Mysterio. Dom thinks he's Dragon Lee. That is hilarious. Mustafa Ali butts in. Axiom is pissed off, argues with, uh, with Ali as Dom and Rhea bounce. Funny little segment right here, especially like... Man, Dom is just, oh, he is so freaking good, man. Ah, thumbs up. Baron Corbin going up against Andre Chase with Chase U. Crowd chanting for Thea Hale, who looks very, very upset. Corbin has Chase in a submission. Thea throws in the towel and storms off. Everybody is confused. Corbin hits end of days to end the match. And yeah, Thea Hale right here, very angry, rightfully so, with Chase for messing up her match at the Great American Bash, throwing in the towel. She never taps, so is there, is this going to be possibly a breakup of Chase U? I don't know, but this is another dimension of Thea Hale's character that I really like, but the match was okay. We got the schism with the yellow masked group of people and stuff. Joe Gacy claims there are two members who are in big trouble. Oh no, shifty eye guy, he better not be in trouble. They kick out everybody except two who they think are the Creed Brothers. Schism beat the crap out of the two guys, but it's not the Creed Brothers. The Creed Brothers appear on the screen to remind them that they aren't on NXT anymore and are definitely not any anywhere near Florida right now. Uh, this was a strange segment. I don't know what to think of this. Are, are the Creeds going to come back? Are, like What was that about? It's just a weird segment. Don't get it. We got Cora Jade, speaking of weird segments, Cora Jade quits NXT because she lost to Dana Brooke. I mean, I'm deeply, deeply saddened by this news, but it is an appropriate response. Lo- losing to Dana Brooke is is pretty, it's like, it's ending your career. You're done. That's over. So uh, my boo, my baby, Cora Jade, good luck. Main event time, six-man tag Gallus versus Tony D and Stax and their mystery partner who turns turns out to be... Santos Escobar, neat. We got a Frankensteiner and the corner knees from Escobar. Bada bing, bada boom. Oh, the good guys pick up the W. Solid entertaining tag team match. Everybody getting involved. Kind of nice to see Escobar there in NXT. The crowd was digging that. And he helped out the family a bunch win this match. So yeah. Uh, We got a solid NXT this week. Rhea and Dom, man, working the double duty. They're going to get burned out. They're just burning at both ends right now but I really appreciate it and what is going to happen to my boo Cora Jade is she going to appear somewhere else I mean her NXT run I I love her and stuff it just hasn't been all that great honestly it's been very very disappointing I think she is capable of so much more but we'll see maybe there's bigger better things for her on the main roster maybe she's out of WWE and she goes somewhere else we'll have to wait and see six out of ten for NXT 
And we'll go to, where is it? I'm looking for SmackDown notes. Where's the Smack? There it is. SmackDown in Ohio this week. What's up with that? We're starting off with LA Knight versus Sheamus. Hold on, wait. Sorry, let me try that again. We're starting off with LA Knight. Yeah, versus Sheamus with the Brawling Brutes. Knight talks to us first. Yeah, bad-mouthing some of the competitors in the upcoming SummerSlam Battle Royal. Calling Sheamus a pasty goof. That's fucking great. Crowd loves it, and so do I. Thumbs up for that. Competitors of the SummerSlam Battle Royale start to come out. They start to surround the ring. They're going to watch as Sheamus plants Knight with a white noise onto the apron. Ouch. Sheamus on the top rope. Knight jumps up, but he slips. Tries again. Slips again. They both fall to the floor. That's a pretty ugly-looking botch right there, folks. Whoopsie-daisy. Everyone brawling on the outside. Knight avoids a brogue kick. The Miz does not, though. He eats it in the face. A BFT from LA Knight for the big W before SummerSlam. Yeah. Oh, well done, match. Hyping up the Battle Royale for SummerSlam. Planting some early seeds right here as well. I kind of dig that. Solid match in the ring. The botch was pretty bad, but I felt like they recovered... I guess as good as you can for a botch that bad. But anyway, we move on. It is Butch and Ridge versus Gallows and Anderson. Street Profits wearing suits all of a sudden. They show up to attack both of the teams. The match ends in a disqualification. Pretty solid match going on right here before the disqualification. That sucks. Out pops Bobby Lashley in his nice suit. Hugs it out with the Profits. Oh my goodness, Uh, still don't have any MVP or an official announcement that this is the Hurt Business, y'all. This is the new Hurt Business. It has to be. I mean, Bobby Lashley, we got suits, we got business, uh, and a little bit of Hurt right here. A little bit of Hurt. We'll see. I'm missing. We just need MVP to make it official, but I will be patiently waiting. Paul Heyman cuts a promo, shows a video about tribal combat and stuff. Jay Uso makes his arrival. Yeet. Yeet, everybody. Hypes himself up, says he's gonna take out Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Solo comes out looking happy as always, takes his eyes off of Jay for just a second, eats a super kick in the face, and that's that. All right, segment. Uso still trying to pry away Solo from Roman Reigns. We're just going to have to wait and see what goes down at SummerSlam. Austin Theory going up against Cameron Grimes. Escobar makes a commotion on the ramp, distracting Austin Theory. Grimes with the cave-in has the match won, but Theory's limp foot touches the rope, saving him from from defeat. Grimes all over Theory, goes to the top rope. Austin knocks him down. Hits the A-Town down and picks up a W. Theory possibly underestimating Grimes right here. Almost paid the price and lost this match. Short but sweet. Grimes looking good. Escobar reappears to beat up Theory after the match. Alright, pretty decent. Waller effect time with EO Sky and Bailey as the special guests. Grayson asks EO if she will cash in at SummerSlam. Bailey interrupts, and then creepy Shotzi laugh track thing plays. Bailey runs away, but Grayson Waller tells her it was only a joke. Just relax. But then the real Shotzi appears with her new haircut, or lack thereof. All her hair is gone, and she she looks so much like Jack from Mass Effect 2. Like it's crazy how much she looks just like her. Anyway. Shotzi tries to cut Bailey's hair, but she escapes. Um, you know, an interesting segment. It was fine. Selena Vega going up against Eo Sky. Do you guys? Do you guys know? 
that uh, Selena never has matches over five minutes long. Watch. We're going to see this. It's going to happen right here. Check this out. <clears throat> nice backbreaker in corner knees by EO. Bailey still fighting off Shotzi. Gets distracted. Selena hits a powerbomb. Code red for a big W. And poor Selena still can't crack five plus goddamn minutes. But she did win this match. So that's pretty neat. Uh, I think we're clocking it at about two and a half, three minutes right here. But uh, one of these days, Selena, you'll get a you'll get a main event. You'll get a big match. I don't know what I'm saying. Main event time: Jay Uso versus Solo Sokoa with Paul Heyman. Jay hitting a spear splash off the top rope, pins and wins. Solid back and forth match. A little bit underwhelming, honestly. Solo attacks Jay after the bell. Uso fights back, bashing Solo with a chair to end the show. Uh, mediocre SmackDown, man. Uh, I don't know. I enjoyed the Battle Royale competitors, like, all getting into it in the LA Knight stuff, but felt they, I, I guess they've done about everything they can leading up to Roman Reigns and Sol and uh, Usos. Uh, they've been repeating a lot of the same stuff over and over and over again, so I don't know. We're just waiting to see if Solo is going to turn at SummerSlam or not, so... Four and a half out of ten for SmackDown. It was it was meh. You don't have to watch SmackDown. I don't blame you. All right, let's go over to AEW now because it's a it's a big one for Dynamite. They're having their two hundredth episode special. I think they're in Tampa. I, I didn't quite get that. Starting off the show with a tag team match: Chris Jericho and Takeshka with Don Callis versus Guevara. There it is. Oh my God! Just Jesus and Garcia. We got a shooting star press to the outside. Looks like Takeshka took something in the face. A hand, an elbow, a, a boot or something. I don't know. Look painful. Cal, uh, Gallus, Callus tosses in a baseball bat. Chris Jericho uses it for the W over his former JAS members. Solid opening match. Jericho very, very conflicted about taking out his former buddies and with the baseball bat and working with Don Callis, but he still did it. Pretty nice teamwork right here from Takeshka and Chris. Solid match. We got Jack Perry. He calls out Jerry Lynn, who comes out with an old friend of his, who comes out to Pantera's walk. It's RVD. Oh my goodness. Crowd loses it. I lose it. Even though this got spoiled for me before it happened. But RVD, one of my favorites of all time. RVD gets in Jack Perry's face. Grabs a chair, scares off the FTW champion, and wow, dude. Are we going to see RVD wrestle in AEW? The answer is yes, because RVD challenges Jungle Dick to a title match. Oh, buddy, I think that's going to happen next week, but fuck yeah, dude. Um, apparently, RVD is still wrestling, according to the announcer. That's, uh, Jerry Lynn said he was still wrestling, but oh my god, I, I'm excited. I can't wait to see RVD. We got a triple threat match now. Trent Beretta versus Penta versus John Moxley. Moxley brings in the barbed wire 2x4, pile driving Trent into it, but mostly plants his own ass onto the barbed wire. Ouch. Trent superplexes Moxley to the outside through two tables. Count them, two tables. Thumbs up. Penta tops that with a top rope Canadian destroyer through the table, absolutely ending Trent Beretta. Thumbs up. Moxley brings out the thumbtacks, of course he does. Pyle drives Penta onto them and then drops them back first onto the thumbtacks. Good lord, Moxley, it's a Wednesday. Trent, back from the dead, hits a ground zero on Moxley, onto the thumbtacks. Penta breaks the pin up by cracking Trent in the head with a trash can. Good god, man, thumbs up. 
All men somehow back on their feet. A brawl breaks out. Trent comes out with a flying knee on Penta. Picks up a massive W right here. And wow. Thumbtacks and barbed wires on a freaking Wednesday night, Moxley. You're an absolute animal. Friggin' insane match. Complete opposite of uh, WWE triple threat. I mean, AEW going right for the weapons where most of the time, WWE, they don't even use weapons in their triple threat matches. Anyway, crazy high spots. I mean, those table spots were nuts. Fucking, wow, super violent. I mean, Moxley didn't even bleed in this match. That's the crazy thing. Trent was doing all the bleeding. Fuck me, this was a wild match. Excellent match. Nine out of ten. Moxley chokes out Trent. All hell breaks loose between best friends and the Blackpool Combat Club. Oh my goodness. MJF, okay, let's 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 slow it down with a little MJF time. He cuts an excellent, very emotional babyface promo right here. Just excellent stuff. Thumbs up. Brings out his bestest buddy in the whole entire world, Adam Cole, baby. Cole praises MJF for being such a great guy. MJF addresses his promise of giving Cole a title shot. After faking us out for a little bit, Max offers Adam a shot at the title at All Out in Wembley freaking stadium, y'all. Oh my goodness. Cole and Max hug it out and celebrate. The whole time I was expecting something to happen, but nothing happened. No backstabbing, no nothing. Just a fucking bromant right here. But Roddy is having an absolute temper tantrum backstage, throwing stuff around, making a whole hoopla. And then the kingdom pop in. They say, hey, what's up? And then they leave. So I don't know. I guess Roddy is going to join up with the kingdom. The elite, uh, the elite Bucks, Omega, and uh, hold on now. Hold on now. Let's, let's reset that. We got a tag team match. It is the elite. Kenny Omega and the Bucks versus Jeff Jarrett Lethal and the Giant Singh guy with Karen and Sanjay Dutt. What a fucking mouthful. Kenny tries a one-winged angel on the Giant. That's that's hilarious. Sanjay Dutt st- stops him from doing that. All hell breaks loose. Karen gets involved. Hardys arrive. Hangman too, because why not? Let's just get fucking everybody out here. One-winged angel on Jay Lethal and the Elite get the W. Solid entertaining match. I did get a laugh laugh out of Team Lethal. They were like imitating the the pose of the Elite and Singh was acting like Kenny Omega. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. The Elite announced that they have re-signed with AEW. So yeah, that's awesome. Like thumbs up for that, I guess. We got the Mogul Embassy viciously attack Nick Wayne at his house. Things get super ethereal. There's blood everywhere, and goddamn, Darby. Darby's nowhere to be seen, but they call him, and yeah, shit is about to hit the fan with the Mogul Embassy and Darby Allen. We got the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships on the line, Aussie Open, Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis versus El Vikingo and Commander. Aussie Open take out Vikingo midair with a uh, midair with a kick, and then they hit a pendulum bomb near fall right there. I love that pendulum bomb, so cool. Crazy diving Canadian destroyer, and then dual rope walking moonsaults by the luchadors. Goodness gracious. Thumbs up for all that stuff. Aussie open. They fight back, squashing commander with dual lariats, and then they call it the Coriolis or some, some shits, their finisher for the W. 
Awesome high flying from the Luchadors. I mean, that dual walking moonsault thing, that was fucking mind blowing. Aussie Open, nice teamwork shutting down the aerial offense. And it was good to see Aussie Open back whole again. It's been Kyle Fletcher all by himself for a while. And admittedly, Kyle Fletcher's been doing a phenomenal job on his own. But good to see them back together here. Good tag team match. Seven at ten. We move on to the main event. AEW Women's Championship on the line. Tony Storm with the Outcast defending against Hikaru Shida. Outcast getting involved a whole bunch as expected. Tony hits a nasty hip attack, a DDT near fall right there. Outcast toss in the kendo stick right in front of the referee. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? During that distraction, Tony sprays Shida with spray paint, hits the Storm Zero, but Sheeta kicks out. Oh my goodness. Sheeta then rolls up Tony Pins. And we got a new AEW Women's Champion, Hikaru Sheeta. Oh, fuck yeah. Awesome. Hopefully, we will finally get a shenanigans-free women's match with, with Sheeta as the champion. That will be great. Not going to miss the outcast. Fucking shenanigan fest every match. Match was pretty good. But I'm just, like I said, I'm just so over the Ruby and Soraya's constant shenanigans. Like, it's just so much. It's way too much. (sighs) Wild near falls in this match, making Sheeta look like an absolute beast. I mean, kicking out of the Storm Zero with her fucking paint in her eyes. Like, come on. And a well-deserved title win. She was the champion, but that was during COVID and stuff. So, like... Like, obviously it counts, but, like, she doesn't... It's not a champion if you don't get to celebrate, like, as the, with the fans and shit, but good match right here. Seven out of ten, and also congratulations on 200 episodes for Dynamite. We go to Rampage now. They're in Tampa. Butcher, Blade, and Kip Sabian going up against the Hardy Bros and Keith Lee. Just a really weird mixture. We got a massive jackhammer by Lee. Pin broken up right there. Lee smashes Kip. Jeff hits a swanton, and the good guys pick up the W. Solid opening match. You know, it's fine. Young Bucks appear backstage. They accept a challenge from the Hardys, who they claim are the second best brother tag team of all time. Ooh, baby, yeah. The Hardy Bros versus the fucking Young Bucks. That is the, oh god, dream match. We got Anna Jay with Menard and Parker going up against Sky Blue. Angelo looking for a kiss from Sky Blue. She tricks him with a slap instead. God damn it. Anna locks in the Queen Slayer on the distracted Sky Blue. She taps out and Anna Jay picks up the win. Nice performance here from both women. JAS mean mugging Chris Jericho during the match. Uh, Jericho's on commentary and yeah, they're, they're still not happy with Chris right now. TBS champion Chris Statlander squatting Renee backstage as she is getting interviewed by her. I I really, really like that. That's awesome. Thumbs up. Now we got Swerve and AR Fox with Prince Nana going up against a couple of local talents here. Cruz and Perez. Squash match, obviously. Fox and Swerve showing off a couple of decent tag team maneuvers. Hit a 450 splash to end the match. Whatever. I don't... Stop putting squash matches on Rampage. I'm tired of it. Unnecessary. Main event time. Parking lot brawl time. It is Moxley and Claudio versus the best friends, Trent Beretta and Chuck Taylor. And may I remind you that Mox and Trent were already in a pretty fucking brutal triple threat earlier this week. Trent immediately gets cut open by some sort of cutlery that John Moxley brought in with him. Jesus Christ. Trent placed under the hood of a car. Chuck powerbombed on top of the hood, just squashing Trent. Jeez, that was awesome. Thumbs up. 
Claudio spinning Trent around. Moxley throws a trash bin at him. Like, oh my god, dude. Chucky goes nuts with the utensils. Mox suplexes him onto a steel guardrail. Just painful. Owie. Friends have... uh, The best friends have created... I don't know what they've done here. It's something... They got a guardrail on top of a car. Anyway, they sent Ton onto it with Claudio on. It's just a fucking mess. Thumbs up, though. Trent hits a dude buster on top of the car. Moxley runs up of the car to to choke out Trent. Moxley then puts Trent through the car windshield. Oh my god. Thumbs up. Chuck drinks gasoline. I will say that again. Chuck drinks gasoline, lights a barbed wire stick on fire. Yuta ruins everything and attacks. Here comes Orange Cassidy with Sue and the minivan to save the day. But only for a moment. Orange Cassidy gets DDT'd onto the hood of a car or onto the van. Claudio removes Sue from the van, then just absolutely just destroys the minivan, rips the doors off, hoods are off, fucking smashing all the windows. Hooligans, goddammit, hooligans. Moxley stomps in Trent's head into the windshield, pins and ends the match, but the massacre continues. The beatdown just won't stop. Good lord. Ugh. BCC, dude. A bunch of animals. Brutal. Absolutely brutal brawl, man. Reminds me of, like, the WWE video games where you can fucking play in the the parking lot brawls. But this was real life. That was out of control. Tons of weapons and blood. Violence turned up to 11. Too bad the fire didn't work out. I'm a little sad about that. You know, had to drink gasoline and the fire spot didn't quite go out. But it is what it is. Sue and the minivan were fantastic. Gotta love that cameo. 9 out of 10. This match was spectacular. And that is the end of Rampage. Uh, I mean, what that fuck, that main event was out of control. I, a 7.5 out of 10, I guess. Like, just check out that main event. That was absolutely fantastic. And we will finish it off with Collision. And this is where my week gets a little weird. So, I took a little bit of shrooms uh, before I started watching Collision this week. And... These fuckers kicked in really, really powerfully, and I I thought I was dreaming the whole time, and I thought I was... I was not on this planet Earth, we'll just say that. So uh, my notes might, and, and, and thoughts might be a little bit funky for Collision, but let's dive into it. So Collision was in Greenville, JR. It was in Greenville because, oh my god. JR gets on commentary at one point and he fucks up. He calls it like Greenboro, Green, anything but Greenville. They're in Greenville, goddammit, in Charlotte, North Carolina, okay? AEW Tag Team Championships are on the line. FTR defending against Big Bill and Brian Cage. This, this right here, I was already, I was couch locked at this point and I could not move. So, um, but I do, I do vividly remember a lot of this match and I remember laughing so freaking hard. So Cash brought his mom to this match and she's in the crowd. Big Bill goes over to her and uh, he has Cash with him and he's like, oh yeah, this is your baby boy and stuff like <laughs> He just goes, wham, 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 wham. He's beating the shit out of Cash right in front of her. I laughed for four days. I'm still laughing about it. It, it, is, it was so freaking funny. And his mom's just sitting there and Bill's goading her on and shit and she slaps him in the face. So got some really good entertainment right there with, uh, with Cash's mommy in the crowd. Back to the match, though. FTR, they retain the championships after hitting a shatter machine. 
Um, but this match was out of control, man. This was a fantastic, pretty, sta- I don't know, I want to say standard in a bad way, but a standard FTR match with just balls to the wall action, crazy near falls, very smart tag team wrestling, and Big Bill and <laughs> fucking goddamn Brian Cage, dude. Brian Cage doing shit that no man his size should be doing. 450 splashes over the top rope to the outside. The power and strength on these guys. I hope Big Bill and Brian Cage continue to be a tag team because that's got to be, it might be the most entertaining tag team because they're not only like 300 pounds of muscle, but they also fight like cruiserweights. Well, Brian Cage does. Big Bill, he's big and he's Bill, but goddamn, this match was uh, fucking great. It was a fucking great match. Now, um, being on shrooms, I considered every match 10 out of 10, so I'm going to kind of grade on a little bit of a curve here and take it down to an 8.5. Still a great match. We move on to another championship match as the TBS championship. Chris Statlander defending against Martina, uh, Mercedes Martinez. Forgot her name for a second. Martin, uh, Martinez kicks out of a Saturday night fever. That surprised me. Martinez goes for the final blow. Statlander avoids it. Gets a roll-up pin for the win over Martinez and retains the championship. This was a solid back-and-forth match. Really liking Statlander as the champion right now. Uh, wondering when when and if Jade Cargill is going to make an appearance. Maybe she pops out at All Out in Wembley. Maybe she's gone for a while and maybe she's like training or something, trying to get a little bit less green. I don't know. Anyway, we move on. Samoa Joe comes out to have a match with Serpentico. It ends in 10 seconds. Samoa Joe taps out Serpentico in no time. The more important thing is Joe's promo after this match. He cuts a promo talking about the rivalry and the legacy of he and CM Punk's matches way back in the day. And he's not satisfied with the last match's ending on a roll-up. He's like, there's no fucking way we're ending this rivalry, this, this incredible a thing with a roll-up. So he challenges CM Punk for a match at Wembley Stadium. Holy shit, I got chills. That is going to be spectacular. That should be a lot of fun. We move on to an AEW trios match with the trios championships on the line, I do believe. It is the House of Black going up against Action Andretti, uh, Darius Martin, and Lee... House of Black retain. Good match right here. Malachi is clean-shaven in this, and it really upsets me. Brody King was on fire in this match, going nuts. Crowd really, really getting behind Brody King, especially with the, ooh, ooh, that's really, really getting big. So uh, impressive, solid match right here. At this point, I was so high, I I don't, I, I don't know what's going on. So uh, we move on. Jay White beats Grand Metallic in a match. Alrighty, I love the, I love, uh, what the fuck are they called? The, the Bullet Club Golden or whatever. They, they're walking around with this cardboard cutout of Jay White. It, fuck, it's so funny. And yes, when they were backstage with that cardboard cutout, I was so high, I thought that was the real Jay White. I'm like, wow, Jay is really stiff this week. And it turns out he was a cardboard cutout. So that's why he was so stiff. Anyway, we move on to the main event, which I did watch. I watched, I rewatched it sober this time. AEW Championship on the line, or I guess one of the AEW Championships. CM Punk's Championship. He's going up against Ricky Starks with the special guest referee, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And when I saw how much time was left on 
on collision, I was like, holy shit, this is going to be like a 35-minute long match. And it was! Crowd extremely vocal in this match, cheering very loudly for CM Punk and Ricky Stocks. Steamboat stops Starks from cheating in this match. Punk rolls up Starks, Steamboat counts the three, and Punk retains. Crazy long match, man. Oh, my, way too long for my liking. It was way too slow. Way too drawn out. I mean, they had some nice spots in there. It's just, it was just way, way too long for my liking. And I didn't find that Ricky the Dragon Steamboat didn't really provide a whole lot in terms of special guest. Refereeing, he wasn't even in the ring. They had a normal referee in the ring. Ricky was just on the outside. He would, you know, come over and be like, hey, you okay? And like, I don't know. It wasn't doing a whole lot for me other than, you know, just the presence of the legendary Dragon uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat being there, that's fantastic and everything. Honestly, the match was a bit of a letdown for me. It was fine. Like, mostly, like, the crowd interaction was was where I was getting a lot of the entertainment out of this match. In the ring, it was fine, standard stuff. Nothing too crazy that I can remember anyway. It was okay. And then Ricky Starks goes full heel. He attacks the legendary Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And it appears that Ricky Starks is back to being a heel, which is fine with me. I, I think I much prefer Ricky Starks being a heel. He It just fits him better. I don't know. It was always kind of weird him being a babyface. Even when I saw him in Toronto when, they, when AEW came here, he was like, oh, you guys, no one ever cheers for me. But I was like, that's weird because we have been cheering for him. Anyway, that's the end of the show. Pretty damn good collision right here. Again, I said it last week, collision's starting to find its footing now for whatever it's trying to be right now. So... Had a whole bunch of title matches right here. It's clearly still the CM Punk show, but I don't know, man. That was uh, it was a pretty damn good show. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half out of ten for this week. Also, really helps that I was so high on shrooms, I was just having a fucking blast. So, uh, highly recommend doing shrooms and watching wrestling. It's a fucking great time. Just watch how much you do. All right, so we'll move on now to the three stars of the week. Pretty freaking loaded three stars this week. This is this is loaded. This might be the most loaded three stars I've ever had. Let's start out with some shout-outs. I got a shout-out. The triple threat on NXT with Dom Mysterio, Mustafa Ali, and Wesley. I mean, damn, for the North American Championship to boot. That was at the Great American Bash. That was spectacular. I was a little bit nervous that Dom was not going to get that involved in the match. But holy shit, did he ever get involved? I think he was the most involved in that match. And he fit in perfectly with some very, very talented wrestlers and looked great. Got to shout out Gunther versus Chad Gable on Raw. This was an absolute banger. So happy that Gunther made the match go on longer than five minutes because we needed that. We needed that. That was a spectacular match. I would love, love for Chad Gable to get a shot at the IC title, go up against Gunther. That would be awesome. And I got to shout out that FTR versus Big Bill and Brian Cage on Collision. Uh, just another spectacular FTR match. And Brian Cage, oh my, the guy defies gravity. He's so big and he can move better than a lot of cruiserweights can. I abs- I'm blown away with Brian Cage. He might be one of my favorites because he's just so crazy. Now, for the official, three stars of the week. Third star goes to the Parking Lot Brawl Blackpool Combat Club versus the Best Friends on Rampage violence just violence so very very violent you got sue in the minivan coming in the minivan is dead 
absolutely sent to the fucking scrap heap after that match. So much weaponry. I mean, they used the cars to the full extent. Like, they did not shy away whatsoever with the violence. Of course, it's John Moxley. And John Moxley makes a second appearance here at the second star, and so does Trent. Second star goes to Trent Beretta versus Moxley versus Penta. Triple threat match on Dynamite. I mean... I mean, you can you can flip flop the parking lot brawl in this one. They're I liked I kind of liked the triple threat one a little bit more because it was just out of nowhere. Like, just all right, we're gonna throw these three guys in. It's gonna be an absolute fucking war. And wow, it just completely caught me off guard. Thumbtacks and barbed wire on a Wednesday. That's crazy. Penta uh, had his shirt down, and Penta. I I don't think I've ever seen Penta's exposed chest before. That was awesome, and uh, yeah, it was a really, really good match. I mean, you got to check that one out. And the number one star goes to Ilya Dragunov versus Carmelo Hayes NXT Championship match at the Great American Bash. Goddamn. This match was absolutely spectacular with two of, I would say, the best guys in NXT right now, Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, he has hit the pinnacle, man. He is in his prime. He has found the stride, and he is just going he is so good right now Mike skills in-ring wrestling ability out of control and then my boy Ilya Dragunov never lets me down always puts everything he has into every match so intense so fucking good got to check that match out that's a nine and a half out of ten that's going to be in the match of the year candidates for sure and that is all the wrestling for this week everybody there will be a SummerSlam uh, review coming out at some point. I'll have kind of the predictions and every all that kind of talk in that episode as well, because obviously SummerSlam is way done and over with now, so there's no point me doing predictions in this episode for that. So we'll just talk about the SummerSlam stuff in the SummerSlam episode. So there you go. That is the recap for this week, everybody. Thank you so much, and apologies. I will try not to take so many shrooms before I watch wrestling. I will. I will tone that down. That was insane, but a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, so thank you, everybody, for listening. I'll get back on track here. Uh, we got an upcoming GX GamerCast is going to be on NHL video games. Just going to talk about a whole bunch of video NHL video games that i played throughout my past. Just talking about the history and how important those games were to me. That'll be coming out tomorrow. And the SummerSlam one will probably be coming out tomorrow as well. If not, it'll be there on Wednesday. I've watched it. I just got to record it and all that great stuff. Uh, hockey cast going to be doing the hockey cast this week. The fucking Eric Carlson trade finally went down, so we got tons to talk about on the hockey cast this week. I'm thinking we're going to be getting into uh, pre uh, preseason previews and shit. We're going to start looking at the teams and everything, get that ball rolling before all the bigger hockey casts, they all come back off their summer vacation and, and ruin my time. So we'll be doing that. It's going to be a big week for the podcast. SummerSlam review coming out. NHL hockey games coming out, and of course the hockey cast coming out, and you know it. We're going to be doing the re- 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 wrestling recap at the end of the week, as always. So thank you everybody so much for listening. You, if you want to watch it, I upload these uh, podcast episodes to YouTube. The link is down below in the description. You can send in your comments, put comments, questions, anything related to video games, hockey, wrestling. Send in questions. I can answer them live on the podcast and get involved in all that great stuff. Be a lot of fun. 
And yeah, there's Twitter if you still, or whatever the fuck they're calling it now, fucking X Twitter, it's there. Links are all down there, it's an email address and all that great stuff. Alright, I'm gonna get the hell out of here, and thank you again for listening, you guys are awesome. We'll be back again with more GX Plus Cased. <laughs>